0: sipping the La Croix again. I love to drink La Croix. My French is really getting to be quite good. It is zero calories, zero sweeteners, zero sodium. Today's podcast is brought to you by La Croix. Croix. Hi everybody, welcome to the 23 podcast, episode number
1: 101. And you are going to bring the Dalmatians. I
0: have a box of puppies sitting underneath the desk. One hundred and one. Look how cute they are. Can you see them?
1: Uh, that is Michael Puppas who brought in the puppies. <laughs> I'm the puppy master. And I am Father Herb Weber.
0: Uh, when I was in college, uh, my residents used to call me Puppy because like they could never say puppies, So that just became my nickname.
1: Your residents, college students could not say Puppas? <laughs> no, they weren't
0: they weren't the smartest students on campus.
1: Oh hey, by the way, if there's some BGSU graduates out there like me, you I should rebel. I wasn't because saying that the whole university thing. only takes high quality
0: people. <laughs> Not on my floor. <laughs> they called me puppy, or they sometimes they would call me the bear. Because if they they knew if they woke me up in the middle of the night, I was a pretty nice RA, but if they woke me up because of shenanigans, then things got serious real fast. Okay. The bear. The bear. Okay.
1: But But anyway- Hello, everybody. We are recording the podcast for- You can just call
0: me Michael if you
1: want. Okay, Michael. We are recording the podcast for Sunday, May 4th, 5th, or Saturday, the 4th, May 5th. I I was saying at staff meeting what an incredible weekend it is because uh, Saturday is Star Wars Day. Yes. May the 4th be with you. (sighs) Oh. Oh, that's okay. our best Darth Vader. Dar- Darth Vader. No, no you're not. <laughs> and then on Sunday, it's, it, besides being the third Sunday of Easter and First Communion Sunday, it's also El Cinco de Mayo. Bring your sombrero. No. But if you're a guy, you can't and, wear it while you're in church. And mass is going to be in Espanol. Oh, that'd be bueno. Yeah, real bueno. See, si. Especially when you discover El Cinco de Mayo is not that significant of a day in Mexico.
0: Well, you know Why? 'Cause they also have seis
1: de mayo, siete de mayo, ocho <laughs> no, that's <not> de mayo. <laughs> why. It their independence day is a different time of the year. I think it's in September. Oh. So Cinco, what does Cinco
0: de Mayo actually celebrate? Well, see
1: they have two times they were independent. First of all, their real Independence Day was from Spain. Okay. I, I'm i I'm pulling this date out of out of the back recesses of my brain. I wanna say September twelfth. Okay. But then later on they were when when Napoleon was uh, ruling Europe, uh-huh. he sent his, what, his brother-in-law, Maximilian over, who ruled uh, Mexico for a while. So they were under France for a little bit. And they drank La Croix. La Croix. No. <laughs> and then, then at that point, uh, they started breaking free from them. And one of the big battle scenes, the successful battle, was El Cinco de Mayo. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know any of that. Really, it's just
0: another American excuse to eat Mexican food. Yes. I mean. <laughs> but who needs an excuse? Because Mexican food is always good. I can eat it any day of the week. I'm making Mexican for dinner tonight. Okay. Hey, um. so this weekend, Father alluded to we are celebrating First Holy Communion, which is always a special time at our parish. Although we're doing it a bit differently this year than we have in years past.
1: In the past, we've always had First Communion at one, two, or three of the regular Sunday Masses, yes, and students and families could divide accordingly. This year, with a bigger church, we are having a special Mass on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really nice, a time for the families all to gather together with their their extended family and friends and celebrate uh, the children coming to the Eucharistic table for the first time. Yeah,
1: but to tell the truth, I will miss having the kids celebrating with the rest of the parish hopefully the, the second communion will be. Yeah,
0: that'll it'll be just, just as beautiful. I, as a parent, I'm excited because I'm only a couple of years away now from Audrey receiving her first communion. Are you going to so. play, play music when that day comes? Well, of course. I mean, I'm not going to just sit there. Yeah. I mean, not that you just sit at Mass. I wasn't alluding to that. Well, passively. I will I hum, will be hum, humming along
1: without opening your, your mouth to I sing will, the
0: words. Nobody would
1: ever do that when they come to church. Okay. I don't know Let's what you're talking talk about. Let's talk about the readings this is a Fortnite from from Easter.
0: Not to be confused with the popular video game, Fortnite. This has nothing to do with I that. I didn't know there was such a...
1: It's not that popular in my mind. I didn't oh. know there was one.
0: Oh, you are, you are so yesterday. <laughs> not I, that I play video games and not that I'm relevant, but Fortnite.
1: How, how does it feel to wake up one day and discover you are no longer relevant? I mean, I, I've been so non-relevant for years, <laughs> you, I don't remember
0: anymore. Uh it, it's painful at times. It's actually, I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday that uh, I was. We were playing a song for an event down at, at BGSU. Uh, that our guitar player here, Parker, he yeah. he was leading it, so I went and played. And uh, there was a song. It sounded like this classic rock song, and I was like, "Wow, how do I not know this song? It sounds like something I should know." And I later found out that the song was made popular by SpongeBob SquarePants, the cartoon, which like. I'm just too old for, and I missed. I missed out on it entirely. So yeah, I'm already so yesterday. Yep, there, there's yeah, yeah. It's fine.
1: Pop, pop culture pops real fast.
0: Uh, that's why you drink La Croix. La Croix. It's I'm going to see how many times we can work here, it in today. here
1: today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Now this is a wonderful Sunday. It uh, the the first Sunday of Easter, of course, is Easter itself. The second Sunday is the passage where. Tom, the so-called doubting Thomas and Jesus appears sure the third Sunday kind of changes from year to year and the fourth Sunday is always Good Shepherd good Shepherd Sunday so this is the third and this year we have we have breakfast on the beach one of my I would have to say this ranks up in the top one to tw- 100 uh images of jesus but he's on the beach talking to the apostles after the resurrection this was the
0: gospel passage
1: we used at our wedding this entire passage
0: i mean maybe not the, maybe not all 19 verses of it 20 verses of it it's but a very
1: it's a very long passage
0: we this was it i mean we used the breakfast on the beach at our wedding breakfast on the beach Cause we like to eat breakfast on the beach and we thought if we're going to breakfast, why not do it with Jesus on the beach? That sounds cool.
1: Do you eat fish for breakfast?
0: I don't eat fish ever. Shame on you. You, you live on the river. I D- do. Doesn't
1: you, don't you have like a, a dead carp wash up every so often? That's, no, we got a lot of driftwood though. Okay. <laughs> About the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, the driftwood probably would taste better. Probably. Okay. I'm going to read the first part and you get to read the second part. Okay, it's it is long, and actually, there is the option of doing a shortened version for mass. So, those of you listening on the
0: podcast app, this is where you could actually put us in double time and make it go by faster if you wanted to. Did you know you can do that? No, I didn't know that. When you listen do, to podcasts, do I, do
1: I sound like uh, uh, like dot, a chipmunk? Chipmunk or something? You can.
0: Yeah, you can. You can play back podcasts at. Half the speed normal speed one and a half times the speed or two times the speed
1: so this is no longer 23 podcasts this is 11 and a uh, it could be the 11 and a, a half.5 podcasts it could be okay John's gospel chapter 21 verses 1 through 19. at that time Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberius by the way sea of Tiberius is in the northern section of the country remember he said to his apostles the message was, Go back to Galilee, and I will see you there. Well, Sea, sea of Tiberius is also known as the Sea of Galilee. Okay. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and they were named? John and James. Very good. And two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing, because they still were beside themselves. He never really gave up fishing until... <laughs> acts uh, ex, ex of the apostles where he became a full-time evangelist he just defaulted to what he knew best right i mean why not they said to him we also will come with you so they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing we've heard that kind of image before when it was already dawn jesus was standing on the shore but his disciples did not realize that it was jesus jesus said to them, "Children." Have you caught anything to eat? Now, I've always remarked on that image. These are grown men. Some of them are older than Jesus, and he calls them children. I've actually
0: never noticed that line.
1: Uh, We probably would say, hey, guys, have you caught anything? Yeah. But I I think this is already a kind of, it's, again, without going into the Greek, because I don't really know Greek, uh, but it's probably a little bit more of an intimate term. You know, kind of a friendship thing. Hmm. Uh, hey, bros, uh, you know, what you doing? Or have you caught anything? It's it's kind of a friendly thing. So it's not like he's talking down to them.
0: It's not even, I was thinking maybe teacher-student relationship.
1: Well, it could be in that sense. Uh, but they don't know who he is. Got it. And it's also putting himself a step above them that somehow he is a master and they are not. Sure. Okay, so uh, children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him with one word, no.
0: We hear that a lot at my house from my children.
1: So he said to them, cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. Now, have you ever done that? I've done that already with people. They're fishing, and they're not catching anything. So they take like three steps down the, like if you're fishing along the river, you take three or four steps down, and you cast again. Like that's going to make a difference. So the other side (laughs) of the boat. So cast the net. Now, they use the net instead of a fishing pole over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. Now, the only thing I can think of is sometimes fish congregate where there's more shade. Oh, yeah. And so, but but these are fishermen. They would have already known that. That's true. But there's symbolism in cast your net over the right side of the net. But if they have, what is the versus the wrong side? No, as opposed to the left side. So <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay. And you will find something. So they cast it. And they were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. We've heard this story before. Yeah, there's the same thing has happened before. So this is this is cool. So the disciple whom Jesus loved, and that is Peter.
0: Pete no. No the disciple whom Jesus loved said it, to Peter. It,
1: yeah, is John.
0: Oh, Jesus loved. This John. is
1: John's gospel. So the disciple. Whom <laughs> well,
0: he's a little biased in his writing, isn't he?
1: No, that's why he doesn't put his own name in there. Got it. So the disciple whom Jesus loves said to Peter, "It is the Lord." When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. Now, they weren't really very far out, or he would have drowned. Sure. Okay. So, uh, but. But they're also close enough. They're carrying on a conversation. He jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from the shore, only about 100 yards. Well, 100 yards is still a whole lot. Sure. Dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. So Jesus had already started before. What a generous guy. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you just caught. Now, it's sort of like, I started this. This is a potluck. Bring your own.
0: (laughs) Progressive dinner. We're going to Peter's for dessert.
1: So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. And I have talked about this number before in previous years. So I'm going to ask you, do you remember what I explained about 153? I don't at all. At the time of Jesus... They truly believed there were 153 species of fish in the world. Oh! Of course, we know it's far, far greater than that. Oh yeah, they so, didn't. They didn't have planet Earth to watch back in those days. Right. Yeah. Right. They didn't tr- go down the Amazon. They didn't know the Amazon existed. Sure. So 153 large fish. The net was untorn. So even though there were so many, the net was not torn. There again, symbolism, symbolism all over the place. This is all about the church. The church is to include everybody and still would remain untorn. Jesus said to them, Come have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. And it's at this point that you take over reading.
0: When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted, but when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to them, follow me.
1: Okay, so really there's three parts. The whole thing about fish, well, actually, let's make it four parts. The fishing out on the water, Mm -hmm. the breakfast, Jesus feeding them. Mm -hmm. The third part, do you love me, three times. And then the fourth part about uh, as you grow older, someone else will, will dress you. So it's really a a very packed full passage.
0: so I was gonna ask you, so why did why does this put it in your top twenty? did you say? Well, that was an arbitrary uh, two, number two
1: or three. Oh, the top two or three. okay, that's top two or three resurrection accounts. <laughs> and this is the third one. Well, right. I like a lot of them. Uh, i I don't know what it is. I think it's there's a the mystery. it's being on the shore. It's early in the morning. Uh, b- people being confused, Jesus trying to move them, the rich symbolism of all all through the place. You can't just say this, take the story as a literal story. Mm-hmm. You've got to go beyond that. As a literal story, it's fascinating, but it's more than that.
0: I've heard people talk about, and again, it gets lost in the translation to English, but the type of love that Jesus was asking him wasn't just a, a brotherly, superficial love. It's a very deep, intimate, type of love um, that he was asking. Have, have you yeah, heard those uh, that's, commentaries
1: that's, before? Yeah, that's uh, that's often spoken about, especially at retreats. Somebody will take this passage and talk about Jesus is moving us into a different form of love. I think more significant to me was the three times.
0: Now, again, some people would say that is to parallel the three times that he would deny him.
1: Correct. Yeah, I think it is. It's it's like the makeup of the three times that, that Peter denied Jesus. And so he has three chances to say, uh, yes, I do love you. But it's followed by an action. Hmm. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep.
0: So as I was reading that, I was thinking, you know, we, from Peter and the succession of the, the apostles to the church that we have today, how well have we done this from that, that scene of breakfast on the beach and, and later with the scene of the, well,
1: if you remember Holy Thursday, we talked about service, the washing of feet at the Holy Thursday mass. But I also said that follows up from a meal mm-hmm. that ser- our service always follows from the Eucharist. And even this breakfast on the, on the beach has to be seen more than just as a breakfast. It is symbolically a reminder of the Eucharist. Yeah. Uh, meals are incredibly important in Scripture. Sure. But certainly at this point, it's even more so. Yeah, I don't think you want to liken it and say, well, then Jesus had Mass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. You know, He had a sunrise service. No, don't. you don't have to say that. But having breakfast together, sharing the bread, and it even goes into it, it says, the loaves and fish. Of course, the loaves and fish. There's five accounts of Jesus feeding the crowd with loaves and fish, and that too is a symbolism of Jesus feeding us with uh, his himself, his Eucharist.
0: I was just talking to this, uh, talking about this to my sister-in-law the, the earlier this week, uh, because her daughter is going through First Communion at their parish, uh, in another diocese. And she was talking about all the different things that they've done in the retreats and things like that. And uh, at one point, she was talking about that they had a meal together at one of the retreats. And I was asking her, what was that experience like for you? And she said, well, we got to know a lot of the people that we were sitting with. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, at our parish, whenever we have disciple groups or we have an an event or, or we always, whenever we can, encourage people to begin with breaking bread, literally or figuratively together, because there's something that happens during that time where barriers are broken, you know, the, the ice is broken, walls are let down, people become comfortable and you begin to really bond and get to know the people that you're sharing the meal with. Yeah, you,
1: meals are very important, but it's, I don't know if people know how to sit down for a real meal. We, we often eat.
0: In a record amount of time. And we don't always dine. Claire and I talk about that, you know, we'll spend two hours preparing a meal. And then in eight minutes, it's done and over with. And we thought...
1: You know, you're lucky you don't have teenage boys in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Tornadoes. Yeah. It's, it, it's all gone already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and that's the important part, too, of, you know, we as a family try to sit down and have as many dinners during the week together as we can. Um, even the last few weeks, Claire has waited for me. Like, if I'm working late in the evenings and sometimes you're the same way, you don't have dinner until 9, 30, 10 o'clock sometimes... She's waited for me. And that's been nice that we can still sit down and eat together at the end of the day. Uh, I'm sorry you don't have that when you go home. But everybody in my household eats together
1: all every, the time, every
0: single day. <laughs> Father, son, spirit and Weber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's nice just to be able to, to sit down and share food. And it's not it's not just the food. It's the conversation. And I think that's what we see here. It, you know, the, the the food is almost the excuse for the conversation here. I think, in, in some ways, Jesus had an intentionality. He wanted to talk to Peter here, and so by having brex, breakfast with him, it gave him the opportunity to talk
1: to him in this way. So you are saying that whole part that I read was just a warm up act for what you read? I'm yes, but it was Jesus's intention, not mine. And yet. If I use the short version for this Sunday, because we have the option of the long and the short, yeah, the short version leaves out your part altogether. Only, not, it only leaves my part. I take no ownership
0: over the Gospel of John verses 15 to 19. I just happen to read it today. But to me, it, it not that there's a competition. I think that you gave me the better part to read. It's my favorite part. I read you the. I gave you the easy part. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first guys I
1: wanted to I wanted to actually give a commentary as I was going through that's why I wanted to keep stopping when I talked about the 153 fish
0: actually I was wondering as you kept stopping if people trying to follow along can decipher which is scripture and which is commentary I was following the text so I knew what was going on
1: anyway it's going to be a rich rich reading very exciting
0: Sunday uh there's no beaches nearby but I guess you could go over to Lake Erie and have breakfast before you come to
1: mass on Sunday and I've only had uh, fish for breakfast once, and that was uh, that was in uh, Finland where they serve fish all the time. Maybe you can have some La for breakfast next time. <laughs> Never. Everybody, we'll see you this
0: weekend. And prayers, uh, keep, please keep all the first communicants and their families in prayer this weekend. We'll see you this weekend. Bye.